0: It's a beautiful Sunday, obviously, and it's always a good time to be in the house. Uh, can I just sort my table so that I know where I stand? Good. Did you greet your neighbors? Okay. It was busy. Well, it's good to have you like Clive has already said it. Jesus is coming again. How many people are ready for Jesus? I know we are still enjoying here. We are trying to enjoy, but he's going to come anyway. Anytime. It could be this afternoon. Oh, my God. It could be just while we are in the service. Anytime. But the truth is he is coming. And the good thing is to stay ready. He said prepare, but I would say stay ready. Hopefully you are already prepared, eh? You're already packed, and you are ready for the flight because there's gonna be no bookings. It's just a spontaneous flight like that. Boom, we're gone. Goodbye, see you later. That's gonna be the issue. Thank you for being here with us this morning. We're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have been talking about the Holy Spirit for some time. It's important that we talk about the Holy Spirit because he is the governor of the kingdom of God here on earth. And uh, he is our teacher, he is our counselor, he is our everything. As long as we belong to the kingdom of God, there's no way we can ignore the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one who is in charge, the CEO of the kingdom of God here on earth. And all of us here are accountable to, to him because he is the one who reveals the king to us. So when we are in good relationship with the Holy Spirit, guess what? He teaches us the king better. So we begin to know Jesus better and better through the teachings of the Holy Spirit. And when we know Jesus, he reveals the Father's heart to us. You see, this thing is in order. You have the Holy Spirit here to reveal Jesus to you. And when you know Jesus the way you ought to know him, he reveals the Father. And when you know the Father, wow, you know it. Hallelujah. So, allow us to continue to talk to you or to help you understand the Holy Spirit better and better. So, we're talking about the gifts. We have spoken about a number of the gifts. Last week, Vesey was talking about the, the vocal gifts. And this morning, I'm just going to talk to us about the power gifts. I hope I will have enough minutes to just explain my interest is just to explain to you these three power gifts so that you just understand how they operate and what they are so you can find yourself there or begin to discover which of the gifts you do function and operate through but maybe before we get there We need to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I just tried to to define this gift so you can understand what this thing is. The gift of the Holy Spirit is a, a supernatural ability that is bestowed on an individual by the Holy Spirit. It's not the natural gifting of men. This is a supernatural gift. Only the Holy Spirit can give it to a believer. It's this ability. It's when you do strange things beyond your thinking beyond your human capability, beyond your human talent or your human gift, it becomes supernatural. That's what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. Supernatural abilities that are bestowed on an individual by the Holy Spirit, not by the church, not by your father or your mother, not by anyone else, but by the Holy Spirit. And each gift is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's visible evidence of his activity. The gift of the Holy Spirit in you is manifesting that the Holy Spirit is present. Yeah? It shows the activity of the Holy Spirit. What you are doing is not you doing it, but the Holy Spirit doing it through you. And why is he doing it through you so that you can glorify Jesus Christ? Remember that Jesus says when the Holy Spirit is come, he is going to reveal nothing but Jesus. So his work, his gifts, and everything else reveals Jesus, glorifies Jesus. Because he takes from that which is of Christ and makes it known to you. Your gift of the Holy Spirit begins to cause you to function in a manner that the whole world will see Jesus in how you are doing what you are doing. Hallelujah. You with me so far? You will just sit up straight and stay awake because I'm just going to teach Hallelujah. So I need us also to understand before I see the three gifts that you and me are peculiar people, unique people. First Peter chapter number two, if you read verse nine, it shows our peculiarity there as kingdom people. We are a chosen generation. Yeah, we are a holy people. We are a weird people, a special people of God for God. And because we are his special people, he equips us. He skills us beyond the world. He equips us so we can function in a special way, which is called the supernatural way. You and me are a people of excellency. And our excellence does not come by books. It cannot be acquired in any university. It comes from the Holy Spirit's gifting. The Holy Spirit's action in us. You see, the challenge we face is we still regard ourselves as ordinary people. Paul says, from now on, we don't consider anyone in the flesh. Because we are a unique people. So don't consider yourself as ordinary. You are never ordinary. You have gone beyond the ordinary state into the extraordinary. You have gone beyond the natural into the supernatural. Because the kingdom which you belong to and which you must manifest in every step of your walk is a supernatural kingdom. Amen. Don't be too quiet. Just say amen by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says the kingdom of God is not food and drink. But it is power, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural kingdom. It's a kingdom of power. That's why we are going to talk about the power gifts He has given us these power gifts so we can exhibit or manifest this power because the kingdom is power so that wherever you are, there is power, there is authority. Whatever you are doing shows that you are in charge. It shows that you are above only and not beneath. It shows that you are in the world but you are not of it. Because you function in the abilities outside the realm of ordinary men. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's look at these power gifts and then we can take one by one and try and uh, dissect them eh? so people can uh, ingest them. <laughs> We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's just read a few scriptures there. It is good to read the word of God together. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant. You see, our biggest challenge is misinformation. Our biggest challenge is ignorance. In the kingdom of God, ignorance is not desirable. In fact, it must not be found there because it destroys. Ignorance is very costly, even in the natural. Let's move on. You know that when you were packens, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Now, therefore, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. When we started talking about this, Clive did explain those three categories. There are varieties of the gift, but the same spirit. This, but the same Lord. This, but the same God. Do you see that? Do you see the category of those three gentlemen? The spirit, the son, and the father. They have got their different varieties of gifts and the luck. Let's move on. To teach is given the manifest, sorry, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, and to another the waking of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, And to another, the interpretation of tongues. I love the distinguishing between spirits because if you don't function in that kind of spiritual common sense these days, wow, you can bow to anything. So that gift is powerful. But this morning we are looking at the three of them from verse number 8. If you could scroll back to verse 8. For one is, not, sorry, sorry, where am I? Verse 9, sorry, not 8. Verse 9. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gift of healing by the one spirit. And to another, the waking of miracles. Those three. The version of the Bible I love the most, the New King James Version says, the gift of healing because it is different healings. So I want us to look at these three gifts today, the gift of faith, then the gift of healings, and the gift of working of miracles. These are power gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are the gifts that show how powerful believers are in their execution of the duties of the kingdom. So let's look at the gift of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I need us to understand that this is a unique form of faith. This kind of faith is different from the Romans 12, verse number three faith. Let's look at Romans 12, verse number three. What it says, for by grace... Given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. You see, every one of us here has been given a measure of hmm, faith. There is no believer without faith. Because without faith you cannot walk with God, you cannot please God. The walk and the functions in the kingdom of God are by faith and through faith. And all of us here have been given a measure of faith. Please, that measure of faith is enough to send the armies of darkness fleeing from you. However, the Holy Spirit comes and gives a gift of faith to whom he wills. And this faith is a unique faith from this faith. I guess you understand me there. Yeah. So this faith is a supernatural ability to believe God without doubt. If you got your Bible and look at Hebrews chapter 11 in the wall of fame of faith, you will see men and women who had a unique type of faith that most of us here would dare not go into the levels they went. How many of us here would have survived being thrown into the den of lions? Even if we were speaking in tongues, <laughs> the lions would probably have eaten us. Don't you think so? How many of us would have walked in the of fire? It takes a unique kind of faith to do such things. Are you with me this morning? So this is this kind of faith. It gives you a supernatural ability to walk on water. Yeah? To do strange things. You are believing God to the very end. If I perish, I perish. You step out deliberately into a dangerous thing, knowing fully well and believing fully well, heaven is behind me. If heaven doesn't, it's not my problem. That's the gift of faith. That's the Holy Spirit gives to others. Most of us are operating on the ordinary faith that every believer has. Congratulations. There's nothing wrong with that because it takes you through where it must take you through. But there are those who are gifted by the Holy Spirit to take the faith business to another level beyond the ordinary believer's faith. That's a supernatural ability to combat unbelief. Do you know that there's a lot of unbelief? The world is unbelieving. It would take somebody with an extraordinary gift of faith to stand and say, rise up and walk. And somebody rises up and the world says, what? What? combating unbelief. Did you know that there is still unbelief in the church? Yeah? We need this gift to function here so we can combat unbelief here. We need to see A lot of things that I will talk about here so we can combat the unbelief in the church. It's a supernatural ability to meet adverse circumstances with trust in God's message and word. You are believing in the word of God. It shall come to pass. And for sure, because you believe in it and you sit on it and you do it, it comes to pass. And the glory goes to King Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is an inner conviction impelled by an urgent higher calling of a belief. I need us to understand this morning as we move on that we all have faith. But some of us here have the gift of faith. They have the gift of faith. They do strange things. Abnormal things. That will cause you even to doubt and say, mm, that could be a demon. Hmm. <laughs> Because some people believe that demons are more powerful than the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah? When people do funny, very funny things, you say, "Ah, how day! How did he remember the Holy Spirit functions beyond your natural thinking levels. You cannot understand the work of the Spirit of God through your mind. It's impossible. You can't comprehend. It's just beyond this guy can take. It is the work of faith. We can only walk with him by faith. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to define the gift so that you can understand. Let's look at the second gift, which is the gift of healings. The gifts of healings. These are varieties. eh? Healings are different. Somebody who heals a headache might not heal a lame man. Are you listening to me? It's completely different. Yeah? Might not heal those serious diseases that we, we see. But they can pray for you, and your backache is fine. Eh? Your headache is fine. And this, this is fine. But when it comes to this, they stumble. eh? But somebody comes and just says, hey, you, in Jesus' name, stand up and walk. The person walks. The gifts of healings, there are varieties of these gifts. And the Holy Spirit gives to whom he wills. Some of us here carry these gifts of these healings. And you can testify that you just did this, the person got healed. Yeah, You prayed while you were in Bulawayo and somebody got healed in London because you called their name. The gifts of healings. Let me just explain further. These are supernatural healing without human aid. They don't need any human aid. They do- the only human aid they need is you believing that you carry the gift. But otherwise, human beings do nothing in those healings. It is God just healing. It's God just doing what only God can do. This may include divinely assisted application of human instrumentation or medical means of treatment. Let's get to the hospital. Have you seen or heard doctors operating, trying to separate twins that were born Joined together. Yeah? And those guys do a miracle and separating. And the the kids walk and they live. Supernatural healings of God. They are found in the medical teams because in the medical science, they are Christians. Yeah? and they use some of these human instrumentations. I say it at first, no human aid, and I'm saying now they may include the human instrumentation in the medical field. Ladies and gentlemen, do you really believe that medicine is just the natural men doing what they are doing? That they can have this knowledge of your human body, that they can just dissect it and go into it, eh? And they look into it and do everything they do and put it back together. Stitch you up and inject you and you come back to life. (sighs) There's something supernatural in that. Those guys operate in serious gifts. It's only maybe now that we are commercializing these magical gifts or whatever you. Because we love money more than the gift in us. But if you went to speak to Christian doctors, they they will tell you how they function in the gifts of healings. There are some doctors who are known that if you go to them for any op, you are not returning. They are sending you straight to West Park. But there are some doctors who are well known it doesn't matter the condition that if you go through their hands we will be worshiping with you here again. Okay. What's the difference? <laughs> the gift of the Lord, the gift of the spirit in them. Because the gift of the spirit must give life. Yeah, it must restore that which is of God. It must manifest that which is of God. So you're hearing me this morning. These are divine healings. Divine healings are there so the church is not limited to the abilities of mere human enterprise. Ladies and gentlemen, the church doesn't have to always function on mere human ability. The church is a supernatural entity. It must function on the supernatural. And for the church to do that, it ought to function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There has got to be a full understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit by the church, in the church. So the church is different from the world. What makes us different is who is behind us, who is in us. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The one in us is a supernatural being, and he desires that we be supernatural. So, these divine healings must be there in the church. The Bible says healing is the bread of the children of God, it's our daily bread. We eat healing every day, we walk healing, we do healing. Because it is our bread. It is our food in the kingdom of God. We are gifted in that by the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Supernatural healing should be a permanent ministry established in the church. There is no way the church can be the church without the supernatural power. Uh Uh-oh, we are just a club. But the church of Jesus Christ is a supernatural entity. So much that even when I stand here and talk like this, you get healed while you are seated there. Yeah? When I speak like this, something is sorted in your life. That's the supernatural lifestyle of the church of Jesus Christ. We need to desire this kind of stage and this kind of level so that we are complete. So that we are total. So that we are exactly What he wants us to be, supernatural beings, weird people, showing forth the praise of the Lord. Your touch must be different from the touch of the world. The Joseph touch. When he was in Potiphar's household, they prospered. Not because they were doing good and God loved them, but because there was a Joseph. I always ask myself, why should I be in a place and it doesn't prosper when I'm a child of God? It's not God's problem. It's my problem. Because he has equipped me. All I need to do is to discover where I can function the best in terms of his gifts and then things begin to change and move in the direction of the Lord. Hallelujah. These gifts, I have said, they glorify Jesus. These gifts, they evangelize the world. When healings take place, the world is evangelized. Let me show you just one little example. Acts chapter 28 verse 8 to 9. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery. And Paul visited him and prayed. And putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and they were cured. This is what the gifts of healing must do. You visit somebody who is sick. You lay your hands on them and pray and rebuke the sickness. It goes away. The whole neighborhood hears about that and they rush to where you are. And when they rush to where you are, you are going to heal them and lead them to Christ. The gifts evangelize the world. What? mm, Let me put it this way. Have you ever asked yourselves why there are so many people following the so-called prophets? These days, because of the Suto miracles that happen. Do you remember the story of that young Zimbabwean boy who walked from the dead in some place in South Africa? How many saw it? You saw it, eh? Which was a fake thing, eh? Yeah. People go for that. Ah, That one raises people from the dead. You are all following. Because you think you are dead, you must be raised from the dead. The day you die, they must raise you up. (laughs) Miracles will evangelize the world. And guess who is supposed to evangelize the world? The church of Jesus Christ believers sitting here before me this morning walk to Matatei Hospital and ask for permission and lay hands on the sick. Before they know it, the following morning, the doctors come and discharge everyone in the world. There's no one evangelizing the world. And they will ask, what happened? They will say, no. Shailene was here. And he laid hands on everyone. And they got healed. Ladies and gentlemen, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available. They are available for every believer. He gives to whom he wills. You are one of them. You are one of those he wills to give. If you could show a pursuit in your heart. And hunger for these. And get them not for you, but for the kingdom. For the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we function in our gifts, we are done. We're more powerful than we ever think. Jesus says, I have given you authority to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. That authority is ability. I've given you ability over the ability of the enemy. And that ability Jesus has given us is functional through the giftings of the Holy Spirit in us. When we walk in them and use them, we exercise that power which has been given us. Talk to your neighbor and say you have power. You have, I'm not talking about political power. I'm not talking about this power where you just find yourself appointed into parliament and you don't know why. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the real power of the kingdom. Remember, I said the kingdom is power, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the power we are talking about. The power of the kingdom is one that Jesus has given you and me. The power over power. Because there is no other power beyond the power of God, which we exhibit, which we carry, which we function through and by, you people, we are powerful. And we are not only powerful; we are gifted. We are a gifted kingdom. We are a kingdom of gifts. We are, we are a kingdom of ability we are able, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. There is nothing we cannot do here because of the spirit of God and the gifting of God in us and because of Jesus who strengthens us. Hallelujah. The last power gift. Waking of miracles. We love miracles. Listen. Christians are not or designed to pursue miracles. Miracles are just our lifestyle. The Bible says you and your children are for signs and wonders. You here and your children are for signs and wonders. Everywhere you go, signs and wonders are following you as a believer. Stop following signs and wonders. They follow you because you produce them. You are a sign and wonder. Don't turn around and begin to follow signs and wonders. You will get lost. Let the signs and wonders follow you. Because you are for signs and wonders. You are miracle workers. Because you belong to a miracle worker. Who is Jesus Christ. And guess what? The Holy Spirit gives you a gift of working of miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a supernatural power to intervene and counteract earthly and evil forces. You intervene. <laughs> Where the forces of darkness are doing something, you and your gift walk in and intervene and stop it in Jesus' name. And it stops. And people are saved. And people are are restored back to what God wants. And they marvel, wow, that is Jesus. That's how he walks. Don't beat your chest when you do that. Be humble. Because God is using you. You can walk into a place where people have been sick by merely walking. In that place, people get healed. Demons scream and they flee. And they wonder why. Has Jesus walked in? Of course, you are his ambassador. And you are a miracle worker that has walked in that particular space. Hallelujah. This is a display of power. Giving the ability to go beyond the natural. You see, miracles reveal the supernatural. They confine the natural here and they reveal the supernatural of God. You go beyond the natural when you work miracles. I'm going to give some examples shortly. This operates closely with the gifts of faith and healings. The working of miracles operates closely with the gifts of healings, the gifts of healings, and the gift of faith. They are a cluster. That's why they are called the power gifts. They work together. Sometimes it is difficult to separate. Because this one individual can actually function in the three gifts. He can work miracles, do strange healings here, and do funny things there. Maybe let me give a few examples of of these funny things. Mark chapter 5. Do you remember Jesus? He did a lot of things in that chapter. He's called Jairus' daughter is sick with some serious disease. Maybe it was COVID-19, then it was some COVID, I don't know. But the daughter is healed and a word comes to invite Jesus there. But on the way, something takes place. There is crowding, there are people following Jesus And all that. You know, when you begin to walk in these signs and wonders, they attract people. They attract the world to you. Yeah? That's why a lot of us then fail because we begin to be big headed, puffed up, and uh, we beat our chest and we think it is us doing the things. And yet it is the Spirit of God. And when we don't honor Him, we lose the mark. So they are following Jesus. And in that crowd is a woman who has been experiencing or suffering from this flaw for so many years. And the Bible says she had done everything you can imagine. She had visited every kind of physician. If it was today's world, he would have attended to any prophet, paid money for healing, went into a healing school, nothing happened. Nothing happened. But on this day, He just decides because he has hate about Jesus and he just decides to come along the crowd because Jesus is passing by. And he pushes through the crowd, never mind the flow, never mind the tradition around. Faith that we were talking about will cause you to go beyond. I'm going to show you two things here, the miracle and this unique faith by this woman. Is beyond the ordinary faith because your ordinary faith at some point you can limit it by your fears and your doubts and ah, what will people say and ah, I, am, I am like this and this and that. But this woman has an extraordinary faith that is able to meet with her desire at an appointed time. And he pushes through the crowd And he just touches the hem. He didn't touch Jesus. He touches the hem of his clothes and gets healed. That's a miracle. That's how miracles work. Just touching the hem. And Jesus feels the touch and turns and says, who touched my clothes? And the woman comes forward and Jesus says, daughter, your faith. It's unique faith. And from there, he moves on to Jairus' daughter, who is dead. And walks in there, kicks people out. talita takung. Little girl arise. And the girl arises. Do you think those who were laughing and saying, ah, the child is dead, don't you think they believed afterwards? Don't you think they are laughing tent into praise? They are mockery tense into praise. Ladies and gentlemen, you and me have the Spirit of God in us who gives us these kind of gifts. My desire is that those of us who know they carry these gifts should come out from hiding and begin to function, and begin to walk, and begin to flow in these gifts for the sake of the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is mocking the church because the current church is too ordinary. The current church is just like any other social club. That's why they don't even bother about reopening you. They would rather open pubs first. And reopen other things except the church. Because to them, what is the church? Who are these people? We don't even see them in the communities. People are sick. There are no healings. People are going through difficult things. Christians are there. Yeah? We are the blessed of the Lord to do what? Congratulations. But can you walk the blessing? We are powerful. We are above only, not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. Congratulations. For what? May we see it. May it manifest. Because we are in the days where it ought to manifest. And these are the days of signs and wonders. These are the days of miracles. These are the days of healings. These are the days of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the days of the supernatural. And we are the people. We are that generation. We are that nation. We are that kingdom. We are that people. Are you with me this morning? Let me read Mark 16 and then I end. Yes, I have six minutes. Let me read Mark 16. It's not there. I will read it from here. Don't you worry. Mark chapter 16. I am just a chapter away. Don't worry. Verse number 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. The signs and wonders that follow believers, believers who are gifted by the Spirit of God, will cast out demons. How long will you put up with those demons haunting your relatives? Haunting your people. And in the long run, pulling down your faith because every day you are dealing with serious issues. They are calling you left, right, and center. And you really, really, really know that these people need supernatural help. And you have the help. But you are saying, ah, my relatives won't even believe in me. Don't do that. I want to encourage you. Go home and be in charge over your people. Don't wait for them to invite you to be in charge. Go and be in charge because you are in charge. That's who you are. That's who you are. Let signs and wonders follow you. For how long will you put up with those funny, crazy things happening around us, in our families? Ladies and gentlemen, it ought to start in Jerusalem. Then to the uttermost ends of the world. One of the reasons why as Christians these days, We are unable to evangelize the world. We have not evangelized our own people. We have not shared Jesus at home. We have not done anything else.